Alright, so welcome to Community Service. Before we begin, we'd like to thank our sponsors, Newsbeam GST and the big Southern California gas company. Here's a little disclaimer for your booty. If you hear the words fuck, nigga, bitch, bitch ass nigga, hoe, shit, fuck shit, or any combination of the above, understand that we love everybody. We simply use these words to emphasize our emotions. No hard feelings. If you feel uncomfortable by what we just said, feel free to opt out of our podcast. Today, a little bit different. Instead of brought to you by White Claw, we are brought to you by Golden Road Brewing. Melon, mango, and pineapple cart. Mm-hmm. They have a little uh, Damn, series, a tribute to Los Angeles fruit carts, and we're forsaking our old sponsor, White Claw. Uh, also with us today is the boy, the one and only Nelson Harris. Hey. Uh, Nelson just happens to be just an honorary member of the Community Service Pod just by association. He is our boy. Uh Tell us a bit about yourself, Nelson. Who are you? What do you do? What what makes you so special in our lives? Uh, well, I'm Nelson, aka Nolo, aka the Glass Lord, uh, founder and member of the Glassbox Fam. I make music. I say right now I'm primarily the producer, but keep your ears tuned. I got a lot of music coming your way. Um, I went to USC with them, and yeah, we've been boys since freshman year. And uh, yeah, I love everything they're doing. I love the podcast they've been making, the clothes they've been making. Oh, thanks. And uh, glad to be here. Thanks for having me. Of course, man. Actually, yeah, to kick this all off, um, how did you meet us? Because I met you later, but I remember you and Daryl were already tight for some reason. Actually, man, it was, man, freshman year was weird. So for those of you guys that aren't familiar with this podcast, we some niggas, right? <laughs> Except for Nick. But, 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 but Nick is, is in the fam, you know what I'm saying? Uh, the black community at USC, it's not hard to find people, but it's hard to find people that do similar things to you. And we were all in the Greek scene. Uh, probably for better or worse, but you know, we all gravitated towards each other. Nelson knew my big bro Dubos, and they had been friends for a while. And actually, Nelson also knew my big sis Grace. <laughs> she was a different sorority. I had the same big sis. Y- yeah, we had the same big sis. You know, so our uh, fraternity families you know, all end up being close. And me and Nelson met just from, I think it was Grace introduced us or didn't? Probably. Yeah, Grace. Grace, yeah. Grace talks about you all the time. Yeah, so Grace introduced us, but then we started hanging out because of Dubose, because we started doing shit with Dubose, and then the rest is history. Yeah. Well, shit. Wow. It's, wow. it's great to be here, man. I mean, Crack first of all, no, nah, I, ain't, I ain't gonna tell you all that. that that's for us <laughs> and for all only. But also, what's different about this episode too is it's a one Mike Johnson instead yes, of two Mike. Yes, one Mike Johnson. So we, I don't even know how this is gonna sound until I edit it back. It sounds pretty morning. good, just from uh, what I've been hearing. Uh, yeah, a friend dropped off a mic and turns out it has this omnidirectional feature. So Nelson, why don't you, uh, yeah, why don't you yeah, demonstrate? Nelson, actually, actually, can we, can we tell the fam, like, first of all, the, uh, congratulations is in order. Like, Nelson, if you want to tell them the big news. Yeah. I've been having a lot of news recently. Well, I'm talking like tell the all. big, the big news you gotta go travel I, for. Yeah, I'm about to move to New York. I'm about to start a master's in music technology. Where uh, at? At NYU. Whoa! That's right, my like boy going to NYU. <laughs> NYU. <laughs> he's the, he's with, okay, he's so, like the, 
Can I tell you? Can it's I, such a lit school. It's such a lit school, but can I tell you how lit this is? This is a black man doing his own thing, but he's gone to the pinnacle of the two greatest like peaks on the each side of the coast. Like, if you want to be great in the entertainment and culture field, and you really want to make a difference, you're going to either USC or NYU. Right. This man's gonna go to both, man. So he's hey. gonna have like a yeah, wealth of right. knowledge, right. Right. cities, contacts, like well-rounded. When you think about it, the only regret I have from USC was not being able to go to NYU. Like that it sounds like some shit that like Jimmy Fallon tells his guests to please him and shit like that. Bro. <laughs> <laughs> but like actually though, you think about it and you're like, ah, that shit would have been lit. You get to live in the dorms in the city, where yeah, we have bro. like, like you walk outside, you're there, mm-hmm. man. Like it's not even like you. There is no like, with USC, you definitely know the area of USC. You feel this kind of walled garden. Out in NYU, you're just living. Yeah, bro. It's a whole nother vibe. I, one thing I like about it though is I feel very inspired when I'm there. That's the thing. I don't feel inspired by LA anymore. Yeah. I feel like I'm shaking. I'm like tactically taking it down. So let me tell you Actually, why. Let me tell you oh, why. Man, man. Go ahead. Just because, like, this is what I feel about New York, different, which is very different to LA. Is in mm-hmm. LA, like, I feel like you don't really see people. Like, it's a big city yeah. with a lot of people, but I. No one's in the car. No one's trying to show face. Like, you're never walking around. You're never face to face with people. You're never just in the same area as people. And by that, more specifically. You never like listen in on people's conversations, or just force you don't know to hear how, you don't know how people are living here. But I'm saying more just like being in New York, just being on the subway, you just hear people talking to yeah, each other, and then like or you just get so many ideas in your heads based off like what they're saying. I think it's really cool. Oh, that's 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 Dope, amazing. Man. That's really good. Like, especially like that's a big thing now. Is like I'm noticing that environment changes a lot of your creativity, and I mean it's like nature nurture. But environment has such a big deal. Like, how do you guys mm-hmm. think sure. your different environments through life, like either changes or s- steady environments? Like, how do you think they affected who you are today? Oh damn, that's a good question. I, hmm. <clears throat> I can start that one off. All right. So for me, I would say environment played a hundred percent the role for me. <clears throat> Not given. I think it's more relates back to the people, the people that are in the environment, what they're doing, what are their dreams, what is, what's their energy that we always kind of bring it down to. I've noticed this is a big thing. Like even Nelson just kind of mentioned it right there. Like in New York, he felt inspired just from hearing certain conversations and certain tight beat things going on. Um, <clears throat> but for me and my personal story, like I went to school in like Arizona and Flagstaff and I was just like, I hated it. I was just like, man, this kind of sucks. Like, no one's really talking about anything I do. There ain't no niggas around. Like, I don't know what to do. Girl, so, I kind of just, like, stayed inside and did Photoshop and whatnot and didn't really know anything about it, right? Mm-hmm. Come back to L.A., join, like, an art school. Then, like, you know, I go to, like, a meetup or two for, like, graphic design. I'm mm-hmm. like, yo, there's so many different branches of this career. And then I was like, oh, I can code, too? I was like, oh, this is in the bag. And then I was like, okay. So, you know, you kind of just start surrounding yourself with people and then, like, even being in LA, I'm trying to notice like hooking up people on Twitter and stuff and meeting people like on IG. It's the chances of actually meeting them in real life are so high here in LA. Like, I noticed LA, New York, those places like that. And then I meet those people in real life, and it's just like, it's literally like just sparks just flying off. Like, the chances of us just like meeting at like a concert yeah. one day and then like getting to the point where we're doing this is just like phenomenal. So, I think environment played a huge part. Mm-hmm the way I kind of grew up. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I always moved around everywhere, so it just depended. Yeah. It was more like I have to depend less on my environment and more on like myself. Mm. Yeah. Because 
you know, when you're always the new kid at some other shit, or like yeah. every four, like every four years, I would move, give or take a couple years here and there, and like, it was just, yeah, it was just, I got used to like doing shit and making um, decisions quickly about what I was going to do, um, and so, that, I don't know, that kind of just led me to... To go to USC, to decide to just like say fuck it, I don't want because like a lot of people would go in state. I was like trying to go to some lit schools where I was like, hmm, I gotta go. I gotta move. You, you need a change. You need mm-hmm. a. And I think it would have been a lot harder for me as a person if I had not been raised that way. Mm-hmm. And then that gave me like just the amount, just the amount of courage to say like, hey, I don't want a nine to five. I want to do my own thing. Mm-hmm. Right, and then like that makes me like the person that I am because I have more of a reliance on like who I am than where I live. I know a lot of people; it's really important where they live. Yeah, but I think that sometimes you're limited by only knowing one place. Yeah, and like having been able to go different places throughout my whole life and experiencing them as like homes, and not thinking like, "Damn, now I'm heartbroken because I don't live in this city," mm-hmm. has allowed me to take more risks in my like other ventures you never felt heartbroken when you've moved when you moved no i have but it's always exciting because i go to a new place i do new shit and i usually level up of some sorts yeah like, especially because it was childhood too so like every t- every stage of childhood is like a level and up. i it's think the moving like around part up. like it gives you new challenges to overcome it's like once like eventually once you find that little group if you find it in third grade and you're able to maintain it to at least middle school or some sort of but like when you're just like four year segments you know, at least you're gonna have one awkward segment where you're coming in either in the middle of middle school, left in the middle of elementary school, so I mean high school's gonna get fucked up or you know, there's all types of variables, right? And I think that when you have that sort of I have to not only figure out this environment and fit in, but I have the puberty or I have like a, I'm trying to do this or I want this aspiration. So I think it's definitely it gives you a push depending on what you have on stability environment. And you know what's funny is that like I'm personally somebody I mean I did move two houses in like a three-year period during renovation on my main home but for the most part i've lived in the same house my entire life growing up in the same city and you know you guys are mentioning environment and like how it was 100 percent the environment that shaped you i guess that's you know it is for me but in a way where i felt like i took nothing away from my environment other than that i stuck out meaning that like i felt super homogenous in there and i didn't feel like i gelled with like that homogeneity but as far as what that homogeny was, it felt like a Toyota Camry. It felt like there was nothing to that. It felt like vanilla ice cream, like that golden, like you know, like it just felt like nothing. I don't feel like any any defining quality about Pasadena can be made into anything artistic that I have unless I'm making fun of it. And that's just like really sad to me in a weird way. And I don't know how I broke out from that and, and like when all... You know me, like, there's, like, maybe, like, four or five people from my hometown I still fuck with. And yeah. And everybody else is just, like, fuck out of here. I actually, guys, I just figured out I'm allergic to this one, too. I'm allergic to honeybee and cantaloupe. Oh, my God. Oh, so, no. So, like, I cannot have this one. I'm just going to stick to these two mango carts and keep it moving. I just wanted to let y'all know. <laughs> keep going, keep going. I like well, I, I've always, I've been thinking about this lately, because, you know, you see all these mm-hmm. artists who rep so much of where they come from, and so much of their art is just tied to their their environment you know like like who they are where they came from and even if they're trying to break out or come up or like strive from it like when you see someone like kendrick or, or dr dre or, or nip now or nip now yeah. who uses the community as part of like you know 
casting a light on what's going wrong there, but also mm-hmm. showing how resilient that area is and like what can come of it as like a community. Me personally from Pasadena, it's like this I have nothing to report. They got the Rose Bowl there. And the and you know, JPL. Jackie yeah. Robinson went to PCC, that's pretty cool. And but, you know, JPL, it's, JPL, yo, 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 yo. Uh, Obama crazy. went to Oxy. That's Eagle. I guess that's Pasadena. I, I, I still can't. I, and then he transferred. Yeah. <laughs> uh, what you said, I mean, I feel like there's a few things. The first is that I th- what you said about Kendrick and about repping where you're from really is I think that really great art comes from a lot of pain. You know mm-hmm. what I mean? Some of the best mm-hmm. art throughout history yeah. has come from the most, the people struggling the hardest or from groups that are struggling the hardest that can barely even afford to make the art and are really doing it from a place of like, this is the only thing that makes me feel you know, even now, a certain like, way. What Nick was saying about the environment, like when they do talk like Nipsey, you know, Schoolboy Q, like it's a lot of LA rappers, you know, it's the pain of it. Like none of them are positive. Or yeah. they try no, to show no positive, but they Brent never, or Bel-Air it never came from a positive place. It came from <laughs> I saw a negative. Thing. Exactly. Like all these things happen and it's about kind of describing and setting this tone because the thing is, I mean, I think this also goes with memory. It, it just feels like you're replaying it over and over in your head and mm-hmm. I feel like putting it out or writing it down is really a way of like, getting through that mm-hmm. but um anyway to the other thing i think as someone that moved a lot like i think it's kind of beautiful actually to be able to reinvent yourself anywhere you go because mm-hmm. you go yeah. somewhere else and no one knows who you are that's yeah. true like n- no one knows anything about you you don't know anything that's there mm-hmm. and you need to start from scratch and build your life up like because i'm gonna show up to new york and i'm literally just gonna have all my stuff and be sitting there in the room and I'll be like all right now what do i do <laughs> You know that's what I mean? Like, I, yeah. like, I'm going to have to start again. And that's, like, I really find that beautiful. So, like, part of it is because, like, one thing I've been thinking is, like, my artist name versus my regular name. And artists go by their artist name. And now I have my chance to just, like, people can know me by my artist name, right? But I feel so awkward telling people, like, this like, is so my which, name. Which, which nah, man, in fourth grade, I, up until fourth grade, everybody knew me as Nicholas. And then when I moved schools, I was like, you know what? It's Nick now. <laughs> and then, <laughs> that is the most hard thing. You know what? It's Nick. And uh, it's, it's been that way ever since. So I'm just going for it, bro. That's my best advice. Damn, bro. Yeah, that's the other like like names like like one thing like so I was a Navy brat. I moved quite a few places. I know one state particularly well because I left the state and came back, which was Virginia. Um, experienced different parts of the state and stuff. That was cool. But, like, my names would change. And especially, like, part of that was, like, a home thing. Like, mm-hmm. okay, I'm going to reveal some on the podcast. So my uh, my childhood nickname and, like, the name that I was given from birth. Like, not my, like, just, like, my nickname baby name was Petey. Yeah. Right? P-E-T-T-I-E. Petey, right? Why? My mom, like, when she was pregnant with me, she would just always call me that. She's like, she, she was like, ah. she's like, I'm never going to name you Peter, but she's like, you always just felt like my little Petey. You know? I was like, ah, all right, whatever. That's just, <laughs> right? So like, I knew like, so, so here's what happened. So like, I get to school, whatever. Like I tell them my name. It's like, oh, my name's Petey, whatever. Like, so my mom pulls me aside. Like we're in the car driving like kindergarten orientation. She's like, so that's not your real name. Your name is Dan. I'm like, <laughs> <What>? Nani? <laughs> that was the biggest naughty moment of like my life. Like, like my whole like like place of life. I'm like, yeah, my like my name is Petey. I'm four years old. I live in this place. These are my parents. They're like, no, your name is actually Daryl. I'm like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so that fucks with me, right? That is incredible, right? So so Daryl was like, all right, I'm Daryl, right? That's what we're doing, right? I got to. And I think I got to, like, when I moved to Virginia, I went by Daryl. Mm-hmm. But then when I had to move from Northern Virginia to Southern Virginia, it was in middle school. And I was like, you know what? I don't like this Daryl thing. And I kind of resented it before. I was like, you know what? I'm going to go by DJ. 
So there's a big part of, you know, like people in Virginia Beach who knew me from middle school and people even in high school who they went to middle school with me and went to Ocean Lakes, who's like a different zone school. They knew me as DJ. So this would be the hallways, yo, DJ, DJ, like especially in band, like all the band could be DJ, DJ, DJ. Like that was my name. Mm-hmm. But then like when I got to high school, I still to my teachers, to my friends who met me in high school, I'm Daryl. And I just moved on with Daryl since because like I got the whole like like your artist name, right? I was like, you know what? News is my shit. You know, I'm gonna be a news person, gonna be a business person. I have to like so Daryl Florence, you're gonna remember the name, like the whole thing, right? PD is dead. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucked up, like dude. I'm and I can see like three different animation styles for all three different Daryls. Actually, you know what? That's how I should the make my art. Yeah. From PD. <laughs> <laughs> no, for real. Like in my family's phone, all like from my like in my grandmother's phone, my dad's phone, my mom's phone, even my uncle's phone. Mm-hmm. Like like <laughs> my uncle's phone, like Petey. Like I don't know why. Like this is like every. What, and here's the crazy part. So I went to preschool actually for a little bit in San Pedro while mm-hmm. like I lived in California mm-hmm. right before I moved to Hawaii. Mm-hmm. And all like the people in the town who are like family friends of like mm-hmm. you know my like grams and all that stuff, they still call me Petey. Like hey, like how have you been, Petey? Like, it sounds like the beginning of a catfish documentary. No, like I, I never use that name <laughs> for anything. I like I hate that. I hate when people like call. I only let my family mm-hmm. members call me that. But like, I tell you that. Hmm, no, I'm a <laughs> I feel like I've said this before, yeah. but in the Caribbean, people also have two names. Yeah. But it's even more widespread where it's like literally all the families, at least on the island that I'm from, which is Martinique, all the families have like a legal name and then they have their name that is used within their family. So it's like a lot of my cousins, I didn't realize their names weren't their names until oh. I was like 16. Oh. Um, my cousin Yannick's real name is Gillian Gilles. What? No. Like, what? Yes. We, <laughs> what? we have some Yannick stories, everybody. And I'm just that's, like, that's a little more Also, Yannick, if you're listening, bro, you gotta come back to LA. Let's do you're some shit. Come, Yo, I gotta go to France. Bro. Yo, he's gonna no, He always comes in October. Uh, we I got. Uh, uh, we gotta go to September. It doesn't. I don't know. Or November. I'm not sure. We gotta go to France and go fuck with Yannick, bro. That's that's my nigga, man. Yeah, I love him. Four forty out. Yo, should we tell the story? As I'm this, confused. Yeah. It's oh, real schizophrenic, but here we go. Like just jump cutting because we said the f word uh, today, which is April April fifteenth, yeah. two thousand nineteen. Um, Notre Dame uh, just went in flames today. There was an electrical short circuit, and it basically it was an electrical. Oh yeah, no, it, it, it basically the electrical failure caused a fire, and it basically engulfed a lot of the roofing and the two spires up. But they're optimistic that they can retain the main structure. But a lot of shit is forever fucked. Like a lot of shit is forever fucked. I call my mom. That that cathedral. That cathedral is three times older than the USA. No, like the the glass thing was painted in 1215. Just think about that. That building that just burned down today was three times older than this country. Yeah. And like that's just a really crazy thing. Like I feel like we as humans sort of take for granted that like. It's like, oh, what was the lifespan of the Notre Dame? Like, it was 12, whatever, up until 2019. And it's like, oh, yeah, it's always there. But then at a certain point, like, these these monuments, these artifacts, these art things, they just kind of, like, we can't look at them anymore. Like, for example, Machu Picchu, yeah. it's getting closed yeah. down soon because yeah. it's been overexposed to humans. And, and if it wants to be maintained 
been preserved in its state, like mm-hmm. people can't visit it anymore, so they're shutting it down. Right. Um, but like the, time the, and erosion the caves, the caves in France. No, Lasco is fucked, bro. They you know that when I was a kid, I went to Lasco two because they had Lasco one, which was basically like this is the real cave. This shit was lit to like nineteen ninety nine. This and the cave paintings like, in France, by the way. And then they were like, no, wait, what? people going down into the caves is damaging the artwork. That's super damaging because like the carbon and like a lot of people's breath, breath was, was just fucking, oh, it up. fucking it up. No. So they had to. They went and they took. Like photos, they did recon and everything, and they took the same cave, they dug it, they recreated it perfectly. Wow. Somewhere else in France that you could go to. That's because beautiful. it was that much of like something yeah. that people oh, wanted to so see. Oh, it's so lit. Like I've seen docu- the Werner Herzog documentary on it. It's fucking crazy. Yeah, I've, what never, they did. I've never. And seen like too, like on the whole, you know, Nelson also took cognitive science slash psychology. Yeah. Which one did you end up on? Psychology. 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 Okay. But we took similar classes, and um, I don't know if you ever took a class where they where they talked about those cave paintings, but just like the act of how they represented art at like that stage of like of uh, of brain development and like mm. the course of human history is just fucking crazy. Yeah, it's fucking crazy that they were just that even with that low low amount of development and that low amount of ability to express themselves, they still wanted to express themselves in yeah. art. Yeah. I just think that's wild. Yeah. That like it's that's how I made it is. And you know what? They were still trying to show off what their environment. Yeah. Bro. But anyway, sorry. Going. This no, is, so now like, we yeah, now, it's, we, it's now we're spiraling out. Going back really to Notre Dame. Though. It just. Uh, it, I know it's, it, there's a lot of things to be talked about here, but I'm just talking about the the, the the finality the the banality or the sorry the um what's the word what? the uh, finite. Uh, lifespan of oh. a lot of things we think is infinite okay yes. you know and like so like marvels of the world type mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. like apparently they saved most of like the valuable artwork but like art is fucked in there permanently in notre dame mm-hmm. it, it just i don't know I, for me personally i just think that like a place like that means so much more than just like a place of worship or like a historical mo- like that literally defines an entire city like, it's not the one thing that defines a city, but it's a defining characteristic. Oh, yeah. for sure. And that's just, like, that's like losing a member of the Beatle in its... Like, even though it's been there forever, it's like losing a member of the Beatle in its prime, you know? Yeah. Like, it's really sad. Damn. I can't even think, like, America's not that old. Like, to give you context, guys, like, it would be like... It would be like the Lincoln Memorial just burning to the ground. That's the only... And, like, the Lincoln Memorial isn't even that... No. Like, there is nothing in America that is mm-hmm. that. Like, mm-hmm. it kind of bummed me out because, like, damn, I still have not gotten to see Europe initiate. It's like the most now. iconic cathedral. I want to see. World. That's what I'm saying. I wanted to see it. That and St. Peter's Basilica are the two, mm-hmm. like, prime holy places to go see. Yeah. It's like, yeah, <laughs> it's just, you don't, you don't top that. Especially, like, St. Peter's is the Vatican, which is, like, the center of all Christianity. And you have this mm-hmm. place in Paris, St. Notre Dame. And, yeah, it's, it's crazy. Now I feel like the best one is Cologne, right? The one in Cologne, Germany. That really that tall one. There's also another one in the southeast of France. Um, fuck, what's it called again? I don't remember its name right now, but I can totally picture it on the map, which does not help anyone. However, um, going off of that, there are books in France, and I cannot make this shit up, about like medieval times, like full-ass books for kids about like medieval times and what the fuck happens in them. And it takes place in this, like, old-ass geography of, like, France and, like, the Roman Empire and all that shit. And the way that all the, ch- the churches are connected. Because you were saying, like, the Vatican, they got the cathedral. Like, the way that all those fuckers are connected 
it's in politics in Europe in that time period is fascinating to me. Yeah, no, AP European history, like, does, like, that in depth. It is fucking fat. Like, it, here's the thing. That's only one class. Like, church like, politics would, is a crazy I, fucking I, it's, thing. It's, it's interesting enough. I would take, like, a minor in that if I were a nerd. Like I still am a nerd. But I don't have enough time. But it, like, yeah, like, I would. I would. Cap, yeah, like, that, that I love would, history. I love nerd. history. History is like, if I were like, like a really like super nerdy, like I'll, I'm gonna sit here and I'm gonna write stories about stories like that. I would. So, yeah. so are all stories about stories? <laughs> I, I, I low key. <laughs> wa- I low key want to be a historian. You just like, like, gassed all oh, fucking man. history majors and minors that are listeners, bro. If I were they're like, the fuck you majored in, bro? I majored in business, and I made it. I also did a thing called M2E, which is media economics and entrepreneurship, which is way more lit than what the fuck you doing reading books, my nigga. So you are a nerd. Like, don't, don't, don't keep it. Yeah, you ain't This is an invisible. Oh. I'm gonna probably edit that out. There's no need for that sort of violence. Yeah. Yeah. It is even violence. They gonna start calling you PD, bro. They're like, you know what? I was listening to this shit. I was like, okay. Oh shit. You know, it's like, you can't. man, man, like, this is what I'm saying. I don't even mean like I'm a nerd I'm too. But like, this is what I'm saying. Like, you straight up like. Yeah, they read. Here's the thing. It's like. I don't mean that I'm a nerd because like, I'm a nerd about certain things. I do things in a nerdy way, but like I express myself creatively. You know what I mean? It's like the type of nerd that does not express themselves creatively. They go back to academia and do academic things to express how lit they feel about a certain subject. And certain subjects do tend themselves to that, like physics. Like that, you can't express yourself in phys- unless you're a roller coaster designer, maybe. This it's sounds like, like only... we're calling people out here. Yeah. No, but like it's just like you it's think just like history certain... majors are wasting their time. No, I don't. I love history. I, wa- I would, I, dude, his, like, I would just, I was just saying I wanted to be a historian low key. It's Except just, I, you're not a nerd. But you're not no, I don't, I like, it's, there's not enough expressions. Like, what, I, I, you can do poetry, you can do all this stuff, but it's like, alright, like, I don't say anything about poets. And, and that just, remains your, your opinion. So, right, sure. we'll let the, we'll let the jury be out. Listen, I'm one. not saying anything, but I'm saying, like, I couldn't do, I couldn't be a historian. Like, I wasn't gonna, I wasn't gonna be a historian in college. But I would have loved to take the time the to do, like, a college parts. level, like, course of like learning a type of history you didn't history do so any of this cool. i did do history class but i'm saying like no, but i'm saying like at usc like i took a history of california class a yeah, Native no, American I did classes class. like that. i'm talking like a full-out major like i know everything about the history of a certain type of people like that shit's so cool about one specific yes type, bro. even being very specifically yes bro like history because hi- bro learning the story of a certain type of person like it gives you so much like I, like history classes, like I, I I took them like oh they were easy for me while well, I was always a kid like so if this equaled this why didn't like you know or like really I like I go go to museums like you know what's really interesting mm-hmm. about history the different readings of history you can have well so here's the thing right. about environment like growing up in Virginia a lot of American history if you need to understand why America is what it is you need to understand Virginia history. Like, Virginia, <laughs> I'm serious, though. I'm dead serious. Virginia was at the center of the most pivotal moments that made America in its documentation. Right, but like, my the man calls of everybody who's a historian a nerd, and then it's like, but my state's the litest. No, but it is! <laughs> 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 
So what moments are we talking about? Okay. Let me entertain you real quick. Okay. So what happened in American history? Jamestown. It was the first settlement from the British colonies yeah. that was actually able to make it. And Roanoke existed, which is a part of mm-hmm. North Carolina, but they mysteriously disappeared. If you actually want to look up the history <laughs> of Roanoke, seriously, it was the first settlement. Yeah, Literally, nothing was found except like they uncovered it years later, but there's no people, there's no remains of their bodies. Like they do not know what happened to these people. So it was the first like permanent Jamestown. So you're saying they moved to Virginia? No, we don't know. The we don't aliens know. Aliens came. Yeah, we don't know. We don't. They probably kind of got killed by the Indians. We don't know. We don't know. But Not Jamestown even. was the first permanent settlement. That settlement created the establishment of a few things. It was the first time that we had tried a government system in America that was not based on like trading with an outside group. Because the Mayflower did work, and it wasn't a permanent settlement. It was a pilgrimage. They went back. They stayed for a little bit and went back. And what the other thing was is that they traded with the Indians. They're like, no, we're going to be self-reliant. So this was the first self-reliant system in America. Okay, mm-hmm. That was at the mouth of the James River. That little area becomes the historic triangle because from Jamestown you get Williamsburg, which was our, our first state, well, second state capital? I think Williamsburg our second state capital. That state capital is where a lot of parts of what led to the Revolutionary War started going down because that was the first naval settlements being there. That's where J- uh, George Washington was able to build his battlements, and that was like where like the army was stationed. Um, a lot of the parts that were le- led to the Constitutional Convention, the people who were from Virginia met in Williamsburg, and then they went to the Constitutional Convention. So Thomas Jefferson, you know, uh, George Washington, all these people, they met there and made their plans. And then they gave Virginia a very big state in what happened when the Constitution was written. And Thomas Jefferson, fuck him, he, he did a lot of shit. He know he had kids by slaves and did not admit that. We know he did. He was, that's a big part of history in Virginia. We, <laughs> like a lot of people, a lot of... So you're a history minor, bro? <laughs> <laughs> you might as well go for it. No, 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 no. That's what I'm saying. I love history. I love this shit. Like, part of, like, the big part, Thomas Jefferson going there, like, Virginia had a big part in why the Declaration of Independence, and especially when we went to go back in the Constitutional Convention, because the Articles of the Articles of Confederation lasted for 13 years, right? Yeah. Or was it 11 years? The 11 or 13? 13, 11 years, 13 colonies, so we'll right? So yeah, bro. yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Those, the, after the Articles of Confederation... <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll recap the history lesson right there, bro. All right, it's time to, so, all right we get it. Virginia, yeah, they got some shit going on. All right, but you know what they don't got? Legal weed. All right, let's move. Medical. All right. <laughs> um... So, uh, listen, what, what's fucking, what's fucking grinding your gears these days, Nelson, about society? What's one thing you notice about people <laughs> that you notice on a, on a greater, like, more than just, like, oh, a couple people? You're noticing a lot of people these days are doing things like this. I'll give you an example. People in Los Angeles are driving like dick these days, bro. I don't know what it is, but, like, more so than ever, they are driving like dick. I can't even drive in a straight line without feeling like someone's gonna come out of a parking lot and just rear my shit, bro. Like, it just doesn't feel good to drive in LA. Like, I can't do it even on the down hours no more. Every hour is traffic. What is going on, bro? Where y'all living? Where y'all going? What you think? (laughs) (laughs) That's his idea. (laughs) Are you shitting me? (laughs) It's not just me, right? It's not just me. With the diatribe, it was like, what do you think? 
<laughs> so on this segment of Nick's soapbox. <laughs> but honestly, I, I, I feel I'll, you I'm though. Say, I feel you, bro. No, it's, it, real. it's really bad. This traffic shit is not my friend. It, you know what it dog, is too? Like, people I'm, people are really like cognitive. They're feeling cognitive dissonance about driving. Like people were like today, like every I had heard four conversations out with my grams today. Mm-hmm. We weren't bought up by them. It was just people around us. It's like yeah. I'm gas prices are like four fifteen. Oh like no, people, yes, yeah, and people are. Like, I think people are thinking on the road, like, should I be driving this shit? Should I just get an expense? And then like they don't be paying. Attention. I honestly take driving as like a reflection of like the moods of people these days. So if someone's driving like an idiot or someone's driving like mm-hmm. crazy and aggro, it either means like their head is in the clouds or they're fucking stressed and mad at everything. But also, which is a sign of like, if LA is like that, just imagine what the shittier parts of the country are like. You know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like I, the... I don't know. It no, depends, man. These I niggas live in the middle of nowhere. Trump people are, bro. are nice. I think people don't drive crazy. Yeah. They might drive quickly, well, I'm talking about they don't, they don't drive crazy. That, okay. like they, okay. don't, they don't have that many let me, roads let me rephrase to that. drive crazy other, other urban areas that aren't as, like, let's say, chill as Los Angeles. Here's, well, here's my you point. Mean. You have to be more, like, defined with your, with your search terms here. Because like, in New there's York, a lot I guess of big cities that also have a lot of traffic. But that doesn't mean that it's a representation of how people behave. Because I well, think the driving okay. thing is especially bad in LA because of the public planning. Like, how the fucking. Like, okay, it. when I, I know this is not necessarily the United States, but when I went to Europe, I definitely saw, like, the traffic patterns of, let's say, Paris versus Rome versus all these places as, like, a very good indicator of, like, the moods of the people there. So. For example, in Paris, them shits have like no lane lines. Like no, every, bad, like everything bro. is like free really for all, bad. and it's stressful. Yes. And then everybody in Paris is stressed, and so it's like, no, oh, that makes sure. sense. Like you're fucking driving, That's like you're driving stressing on the entire fucking planet. You just said. And so when I went to Rome, everybody there was super impatient and mad, and everybody yeah. was like super like traffic jammed and. All this shit was outdated, and it looked like they had to go like three extra steps for that thing. You only take one step to do, Ugh. and so I like I know that's a very small sample size to compare it with, but, but I really do think but European people, roads are shit. But I do no, think driving patterns are indicative of like Germany. human behavior. You know, like it's literally so human much. traffic. So if it's driving in a weird finicky way, I feel like that's a reflection of like how people are feeling. It's like if you're looking at an ant farm and like the ants collectively are all doing this fucking weird ass thing, like why? And then you realize that they're like fucking worried because their queen bee is dying type beat. Or it yeah. could just be that people oh, are on their wow. phones more often and like we have a bigger like widespread addiction to social media than we realize and it's causing people to become more distracted. I could will be not that. lie. That, that that phone addiction thing, like I really tried an experiment, like let's see how long like I can go in the day without picking up my phone. I made it six minutes. hours. Okay. That was the most painful six hours, bro. Yeah. I was like, cause it's like, literal it, addiction. You no, know, it's like, it's not even addiction. It's like I access so many like helpful things. Like my books are on my phone, my uh-huh. email. Like it's like so many things I start through this device. It's, I wouldn't even say it's just a phone addiction. I think it's just a kind of a computer addiction in general. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And this is just yeah. the computer that you have on you all the time. Because yeah. like I realized, like I put my phone down and I walk away for hours and I don't look at it. But when I'm doing that, like I'm on my iPad. Or like mm-hmm. I'm, what's it yeah. called? Or I'm making music. Mm-hmm. I'm on my like desktop. You're you on know? some sort of I'm, interface. I'm on, I'm doing something technological, but not like analog in the. In the so, I'm, but not necessarily phone. I just think it's computer. Just anything mm-hmm. yeah. like that. We yeah. literally just go from screen to mm-hmm. screen to Cause screen. Because you know what? It's like the, you have to like you have to leisure time, which is screens. You have work time, which is screens. You yeah. have social connection, which is screens. So it's like. Even when you switch from one activity to the next in your brain, you're still on a screen. 
because everything is digital. Mm. Yeah. True. True. Literally everything. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Bro, I like, think. Like, think about it. Even books, bro. Like. Niggas don't read books. Niggas don't buy books. Of course, I'll no, buy a book Kendall here and there. It's no, a nice no, no, gift no, for no, someone. No, 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 no. We have, like, the one exception. Like, this man, like, literally tweeted, I spent so much money. That's, oh, that's true. Too much no, money. but my point is... But I do I, have a Kindle, too. I but agree is it, is it But does the average person... <laughs> the average person does not buy more books. They it's download true. more shit on their Kindle. It's true, yeah. Because it's easier. Yeah. Right. You want it. It's $3. You know, like, I can be talking to you. You tell me about a book that's dope, and then I'm like, Cool. Got I'll it. read it later. Yeah. <laughs> shit. Yeah. Wait, it's only $2 for books on Kindle? Yeah, the way a- Amazon is like brilliant oh, with that shit, bro. Mm. This the... changes the entire game. I thought you had to pay like full no. no, price. It's like, like renting it. It's like you do for music, but for books. Ooh. I have a funny <laughs> aside. I might buy a Kindle now. Another. No. This might make me do it. What? Just get the app, bro. I have the app. Oh, okay. But it doesn't. Google. You have stuff to like pay like full price for like. No, no, no. Well, okay. I figured it out. What Amazon does. I'm gonna make this real short. Uh-huh. <clears throat> they have these like three dollar sales that'll come up out of nowhere, right? Mm-hmm. And they'll be like, mm, I already know what type of nigga you are. You like this, 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 and this. Here's here's your recommended that books that are on sale, and you'll be like, boom. Oh, three dollars. Boom. Oh, three dollars. Oh, I just got twelve dollars in credit. Oh, no way. And you just keep going, bro. And I have like thirty uh, books before I know it for the price of three dollars, and that sale only lasts like twelve hours. But that happens like every week. Uh, <laughs> so like, so uh, funny enough, I actually got an email of like a notice of litigation. Um, hmm. And so I, I guess what happened was is that back in the day, I started. Oh, I know what it was. I know what it was. Y'all gonna think it's funny. So. Back in high school, mm-hmm. I was trying to slide on this girl, and on the first date, she wanted to go to the Hunger Games movie, the first one, and I hadn't read the book, and it was like a week before, and I was like, fuck it. Like, so instead of buying the book, I audibled the book, and so I mm-hmm. signed up for an audible subscription, did the free book thing, yeah, and right. did the Hunger Games, did it in time, got stood up on the date. Uh, anyways. Yo! Uh, <laughs> it's all good, because I met, like... My girlfriend of like two months after that the next day, so like it, it it wasn't all bad, but like that kind of sucked that I like. So this is funny because it still stems from that. So I signed up for the free subscription or the free book, right? But nobody told me or Audible failed to tell me that it was a paid subscription, and so basically that after two weeks it kicks in. For it the first it month. kicks in for the first month instead of it being just a free book. Yeah, you know. And so what ended up happening was is that I'm now part of a class action lawsuit. For Audible.com because apparently they failed to sufficiently notify users like how to cancel or like when they were canceling. And this is what was happening. What has ended up happening for me is that because Audible is an Amazon company, if if your Audible card is declined, it can go through your Amazon cards that aren't declined and use one of those cards to charge your Audible account (gasps) without you knowing. Oh and so I was, part, bitch. I was part of that crew. Yeah, wait, wait till we start saying. I was part of that crew, and apparently I have, I can, I can apparently make like, I don't know, I don't know if I, yeah, I can disclose this. I can make like up to 
I think up to five thousand dollars or something like that, just off of like the settlement. I was about to pay rent. Yeah, I was on about oh, to pay a little rent. <laughs> you can't leave this in the podcast. So though. I w- yeah, you <laughs> might have to edit this out, bro. Hold you on. might have to edit this out. Yeah, this I might have to edit that out. But <laughs> actually, no. Who's gonna care? Did the government? Never mind. But you never know. <laughs> yeah, 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 who's gonna yeah, care? Bro. Hmm, this nigga said what? <laughs> Yo, your FBI agent is like interesting. <laughs> <laughs> Where the IRS at? <laughs> Man, fuck the IRS. Speaking of which, can we talk about how fucked up the president's new tax code is? Guys, like, on every single end, it's really bad. Like, we just, like, okay, so we figured out some shit about our business taxes that, like, luckily we didn't go that hard in that deduction. Like, we maybe only lost, like, what, like, 300 on that? Mm -hmm. And we were able to, we were able to figure it out. But he took away for businesses the meals deduction. Oh. Right? And a lot of times when people start businesses and why people are incentivized to start small businesses is like, hey, we understand it's hard for you to do this. So if the co- being alive is a cost of doing business, if you put it on the company card, you can put your groceries, your meals. So that's how a lot of people who are small business owners are actually getting by. You know, they have a company credit card, they expense their meals to that and move on. No, 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 no. Not with this new tax code. We figured out, yeah. no, nah, you can't do that. So I was with my grandmother, helping her with like tax shit and everything Mm -hmm. else. She was like telling me like, you know, yeah, so this, you know, this is fine. And I actually like made some like switches right before Mm -hmm. because like I, she's turned 65 this year. Mm -hmm. So she had to for Mm -hmm. the Medicare, Medicaid, Mm -hmm. AARP type stuff. Mm -hmm. So like it was like miraculous for her. If she hadn't have done that, there's certain deductions like, um, like with what, like, I guess like expensing like your interest mm-hmm. on like um, certain types of loans or interest on certain types of property taxes, mm-hmm. gone. So there was a guy who Bro. who like we were at the Bro. bank today like helping her with like like helping her like with sending out the money for like the tax payments. Mm-hmm. Like yeah, so there was a guy today who I helped out and he was just like distraught because you know usually you you are able to expense your interest on owning a property. Right up to like ninety thousand dollars. You now you can only do it up to ten thousand dollars. So the dude had to go back and write the IRS a check for eighty thousand dollars because of the property and everything else. Because like this dude like owned like a small real estate thing, and it's like oh people, God. right? It's just small shit like that. Like you know, families aren't able to get certain deductions like at the end of the year, even if they own claim dependents and have kids. Mm-hmm. Like hey, if your front end check, you know, is gonna be a little bit higher. Mm-hmm. What's well, time to owe at the end of the year? Mm-hmm. Families are straight up having to pay like out of pocket, like you know, even though they have like two, three kids, you know, extra, you know, five hundred dollars because like they put the extra money as a part of like a little safety thing, but now the government needs it back because you had had it on your books as making extra income. Oh my so god! So it raises people bracket like it's so fucked up. That's like awful. every people like deductions and little things that people were relying on to get by, they're gone. Like all of them are gone. It's it, 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 and like we going by tax. This is rate. like dystopian in like a very yeah, nerdy way. What if like, I told like you this is like the system literally fucking the people when America as a country does the least for its people, like in the general world, like hmm, like even the fuck ass countries they that least have get had dictatorships bro? and like awful shit. It's like yeah, don't pay for this doctor shit, bro. You're fine to a certain degree. Yeah, but. Ah, it just freaks me out, you know, that, like, the country that takes the least good care, or at least as part of, like, the first world, you know, that takes the least good care of its citizens. Well, here's the thing. It's not even that it's the first world. Like, literally, we're the face of the first world. 
we end up being like the right. super so branded like, version like of super the first embar- world. I feel yeah. like it's super embarrassing for the United States that like, and it's one thing that like is weird about the U.S. It's like they always embarrass themselves on the front that you're like, what? Like, think about just think about it this way: in the 1970s and 80s. Racism was like bad in the United States. It was on some like the oh, rest yeah. of the world was looking at them like, why does this really like hard nigga with all the money do barbaric shit to his people? Because you got to understand like the rest of the world was like, and when I say the rest of the world, basically I mean like Europe yeah. and co. Yeah. But as far as major players, it's a very in, small part of the world. But as far as major players in world history, like they're still like, South Africa, they're like, oh, that's it. <laughs> you know what? You're right. You're right. Uh, that's fucked up. That's fucked up. Uh, uh, this nigga really like said it. Uh, you're right. Shit hurt it, bro. I guess the. Yeah, bro, bro, people have been abusing people for whatever reason for the longest time. For why? Why are people because people need simple things? It's very easy to find simple things to divide things by. If you go by like, if you go by the way people look, that's the easiest thing. Right. Say we are better than you, and you are the newer ones here. You, we're the ones that have power, bigger majority, whatever. Essentially, like, there's shitty jobs. No one wants to do it. You're gonna do all of them. Why? Because you're the smallest group. It's like who yeah. gets kicked off the island type shit. Uh, it's just a very big island. It's just like yeah. it's just that, that that includes way more people and it's like a whole group of people and just different people band together to like because yeah. they just don't oh. want to be the smallest. You know why also because of borders. Because think about it, oh, who draws borders? The, people the who draw niggas, borders bro. are the bigger colonizing countries. So like for other countries, like think about India, think about basically all of Africa. Colonies. Europe drew borders, but the ethnic groups within those borders were literally split in half. So you've got one side of the country that's like, oh, this is the fucking Middle East. Asian that's why half the problems Russia, are existing right? around oh, the Middle East. Oh, this is black people in India. This is like, and that's how what you just talked about relates to all this. It's really interesting. It's really weird that's, to talk about borders too, like especially like we're so far. Because so much of the world is quote unquote civilized by a certain law code, mm-hmm. and like the law, because the law codes inherently mean it must be dispersed around a certain area and it can't be imminent. Mm-hmm. You know, like how does that affect like the way that we look at each other? Because like before, like up, but what do you mean like certain? Er- because uh, like there's so many layers to it. Okay, so so like before, I feel like I feel like if we were living in more tribal times, mm-hmm. some of the things about inequality as far as like hey, you don't have enough to eat, or you don't like. Of course, like large masses of people didn't know have enough to eat. Like the tribe didn't have enough to eat. But if there was a human or somebody that looked like it, and they were accepted, once they were accepted, no one went hungry. Once they were accepted. I oh, feel like theoretical. Yeah, wait, uh, wait, how did we, what, how did okay, we I'm saying, I'm saying, I'm relating it to this way. So, like, we're talking about borders, right? Mm-hmm. And how borders mean a certain region, and that bo- that law code that's applied to that border, like, the way that we formalize unions as humans now, mm-hmm. how does that affect the way that we grow and do things socially? 
because back in tribal days there was no borders, but there was definitely a code that applied to a certain area. It was religion. Area. It was religion. I don't think it's, no, I don't think it's religion. No, it no, was I... because religion was the backbone of all major civilizations. Without religion and that sort of in-group mentality that it instilled on like large masses of people, mm-hmm. tribal bubbles can't exceed more than forty people because then you start getting little in like little tribes within your tribes, right? And it becomes like a little social community bubble yeah, thing. Yeah. So to eradicate that, higher-ups invented, well, not invented, but like religious, religion was instilled as like the backbone to cultivate large civilizations because if you have a lot of these subordinate people that are super in-group and super cooperative, mm. you can build like large like areas, large civilizations, large things wow. like that. I actually wrote yeah. a whole paper on that freshman year. Like I, I took this class on religion mm-hmm. and we well we took we studied some parts of religion and then some of it was just pretty much like essentially different ways of different things written to kings to tell them how to run or to rule mm-hmm. uh-huh. right so we so read it was like their the Ma- Machiavelli yeah uh, the, the the prince the, the prince, prince yeah. 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 exactly we read some other stuff and pretty much like I just <clears throat> freshman year I really like thought deep into this now I don't really think about it any much anymore but like. I thought that religion kind of seems like because all religions at their base are very similar. They are. They're kind of well, just no, like, the three main religions of the world are the same text. Exactly. Yeah. They're kind of just like, essentially, they're they're just codes of conduct by which, like, you, if you live by, you can function well as a society or be a yeah. good like member of a society. So no adultery. No, like this. If you're gonna like have sex, only do it when you're planning on being with that person for a long right. time, yeah. so you can raise the children. Because that's part of the and that helps race. that everyone mm-hmm. evolve more. Mm-hmm. Like think about like, it. Like, like how the reason why Muslims wow. don't eat pork is not even like exactly. I think it was killing them. Was it was literally like because they didn't know that pork was no, no because pork got them sick. Yeah, yes, I'm saying I'm saying they didn't know how to keep it. I'm saying they didn't know that you had to keep it. And now they said like it's part of the religion. You can't eat it. You know, and like and so I think that that so I yeah I wrote a paper about it. I mean it. I think it, there's definitely more to it than that because, I mean, spirituality goes really deep. Mm-hmm. Well, they were trying to make and sense of what they were living through too, like that, that like the death mechanism. When, but yeah, when you yeah. have it more the religion specifically is the fact that you can walk up to someone and say, "I am this," meaning that like I go by these codes of conduct, and they can say, "I am this too," and you've never met them before, and then you can hopefully trust them by just yeah. knowing. Oh, them. Yeah. Yeah. that's true. And it then that like activates that activates oh. in group mentality. In group mentality releases oxytocin, baropressin, and that means that oh, you are more shit. so this is you are just more like favorable one to like, those who are like you, so and you are more aggressive. Really? Religion is the construct. Yeah, I literally no, thought religion of, is the biggest corporation. Yeah, of all bro. Time, bro. Like, well, really I already got like, that, hey, but like, no, this is like the biggest like members lounge. Like if you have like American yeah. Express, you yeah, go to a Delta lounge. Yeah, like, I'm an American say, Express but, member. No, 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 no. But not really though, because <laughs> it, it everyone, did subordinate people. Yeah. It did limit opportunity. It did limit growth. It kept people at a at a baseline at a stagnation because, like you said, it is like they did. Give those people the jobs that nobody wanted because they were the the the, the peasants, the serfs, or whatever. Like some people wrote that into religion. Yeah. Yeah. And it wasn't until like the Renaissance, the Enlightenment, when people kind of got more of the opportunity on the on the you know mm-hmm. educational. Yeah. You know when you said spiritual on the on yeah. the full meaning of spiritual, right? Holistically. Yeah. I just remembered the last part of like what I wrote, and I wrote that the reason why it worked is why they had to make it religion specifically is because um, what's it called? Because who would police these codes of ethics, right? Yeah. So the only way to do it is convince someone's always watching. 
Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. Yeah. even wow. if no yeah, there, it, like, it becomes someone's... a panopticon. So then you're like, look, even like they're all around you. You know, God they, was the original FBI agent, yeah, bro. Yeah. So like, <laughs> even though you're, so it's just to stop you from doing stuff or from behaving poorly because there's no one, in the, and you will be sent to hell. You will be punished by whatever mm-hmm. type, whatever. I mean, right now we're, I'm definitely using Christianity as the basis for my argument. Right, but it's a good <laughs> example. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, well, like there's there's definitely like things that you like there, there's help like you gotta pay. I guess like they they definitely explain very well like there is no opposite reaction. Like there isn't like a, a um, action without a consequence. Sorry, mm-hmm. that took so long. Yeah, so. but like I think that's what they were trying to say with the whole like you know you the, what you do will mm-hmm. lead you to like bad problems. But like I don't know if hell exists. Mm-hmm. I don't know if even heaven exists. You know. Do you guys ever think, think about how people in the past yeah. saw their world? Because a lot of the times our world is filled with fucking technology and all these other social issues that we have and that we face. But like, have you ever just tried to think about what other people in like the 1600s, if their lives and the way that they thought about them was just the same? Like, it, us just hanging out talking, having a good time it, right now, if that was replicated in a way that was just as enjoying and just as real to them as it is to us. I think about that stuff all the time yeah. because a lot of what human consciousness and human mental development, uh, sorry, cognitive development, mm-hmm. I should say, is, is that instead of it being like an all or nothing thing, like a, like a dumb ape to intelligent human thing, it is a slow building block process. And so everything is built from like, it's sort of like you like command save each human generation, you know, as you add wow. a little bit more, right? Yeah. And so you get wow. instead of like it the being like Photoshop project. Yeah, it's just you you take a little bit from you the last person and Rename. everybody else that came before it. Mm-hmm. So like like that's why like babies today are gonna be born having their brains set up ready to code off top. Mm-hmm. You know? Like yeah. they are just born because so many people now from that common core thing where it's mm-hmm. like you have to learn how to code from third grade on mm-hmm. like they, it's just gonna be like in their brain just sure. wired and shit like yeah. that so my whole point going back to the 1600s thing is that their building blocks for for their cognition is not where our building blocks are at meaning that they wouldn't be able to comprehend what we're doing and they would fear it and they would probably burn us at the stake mm. Ooh. wow because they would just not know what it is so they would, they'd think it's hedonist this, <clears throat> this brings up an interesting uh, topic. What do you think about, like, there's, like, these, quote, like, I've read a little bit about it, like, these elite subsections of the humans, like, the Freemasons and, like, the Masonic groups mm. and, like, all them niggas that, like, really have these occult-ass books and, like, they're on some, like... Like the Turbo Puppet Masters. Dark bro. magic type shit. Rothschilds of all I time. Will not Frats are kind of like that. Yo, yeah, yeah, pretty much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's so like, true. Like, That's what it is, yeah. I like that. It's, it's just, like George Bush was in a bro, frat. We were all, I mean, like, <laughs> sorry, some... breaking code here, but we were all in secret rituals. Like, yeah, we dude, were all in secret rituals shit. with robes and shit. Yeah, exactly. shit was kind of weird. Bro. And they're reading in Latin and doing all this shit. Bro. I mean, like, <laughs> when this shit was founded in America in the 1880s, bro, like, they yeah. didn't know Latin then. Like, no. nobody was speaking Latin to each other. That's true. Nah, they wow. were just flexing. Do you was... think? think those were the same niggas that were stoning like women as witches oh yeah dude what stoning women as witches is just also being afraid of them like like developing as as, as, a, as like women <laughs> yeah, in society you know like a lot of a lot of turn of the Die. century art in europe is a lot of like fearful women stuff because the suffrage movement was just kind of starting yeah, up especially true. in america that's wild and so like um you know like the artist monk who did uh the scream he has like a lot of 
women as vampires really? depicted, wow. sort of like sucking the blood and life force of men slowly, mm-hmm. just. But like also as like yeah, a kind of like yeah, I was literally. <laughs> <laughs> they have a very similar face. Anyways, we have a little the, a double a fusion, mm-hmm. double intermission. Double like Chris Brown. Yeah, it's Chris Brown crying. We're watching the uh, "Feels Like Summer" video by uh, Childish Gambino. I, you know, I saw his new movie Guava Island, and so I now I'm starting to think that. Don't ruin it, but would you? But would you? I'm not gonna. Mm. It's an interesting theory. Uh, okay. I don't think you, I don't think you ruin the movie because I haven't seen it and I don't feel like okay. Like I'm not gonna ruin it by telling you the plot I don't points. Know the plot. Yeah, I'm not gonna tell you the plot points, but I will tell you that like the movie is catered around the four songs he released last summer, and like without getting too deep into it, like it kind of just revealed to me I revealed to me it doesn't mean it's true or not like this is all speculation but it revealed to me that I don't think Donald Glover has finished his album or is satisfied with his album or has progressed any farther with his album and in order to appease a year of waiting for new music in order to appease headlining for Coachella he hired his boy Hiro Mirai he is headlining Coachella yeah he is yeah Yeah. he hired his boy Hiro Mirai who directs like most of his Atlanta episodes, but this is America video. He directs the the bear. Got Rihanna. Yeah, exactly. So here Mariah, one of the best directors out right now. He went to USC. He did. Really he dope. Was, he was in love with Rihanna. Also, yeah. And, and, and he, and he yeah. made this movie Guava Island with Rihanna. And the best thing about it, straight up, is here Mariah's directing. Like they they use and a Rihanna. they use and Rihanna. They use a film and like the color correction in it is really dope. Um, yeah, Rihanna's really good in it, but, like, honestly, I don't know, and here's, like, my hot take from it, like, I think we overrated Donald Glover as a musician. No. I think uh, I think we did. Uh, I don't agree with that, bro. I don't agree with that. I don't agree with that at all. And here's what I will say. I would say Donald Glover, you could say maybe Donald Glover's overrated as, like, trying to do this whole musical thing. That's what I'm saying. As a, as a music, strictly musicals. No, no, no. But no, no. as a Here's musician, no, we not gonna say. No, 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 no. I think that he's, his... he's extremely talented in singing and performing, and and I think all the songs that he made is great. But what I'm saying is, having the the same production, or sorry, the same quality output for each project that he has, I think when you think about what it takes to make like a really fleshed out music project, a really fleshed out TV show, a really fleshed out, you know, he's all in all of these lead acting roles in all these movies. Like it's hard to split your time in all three things and like give each thing the proper attention that it needs. I agree. And I think that not that when I sorry, I guess I do take back what I said. That was a little bit of a hot take. What I meant to say is that obviously because the internet that's when he quit community and he put all his time into making that. Like yes. that was his only thing. And that was and a that's, project, and that's yeah. what I consider his best work. It was one I of the finest projects you know, of like, the decade. It, it is clearly like a cohesive, well thought out opus project. Even though Redbone, or sorry, uh, uh, Awaken My, my, Love, my yeah. Love is a is a higher production, you know, more grandiose thing. I still think because the internet is is a better art project. Did you know that? And I just so I'm saying like in the end is like. I think that he just sort of spread his plate a little too, yeah. a little too far, and just has not. He loaded his plate. He loaded, yeah, his, plate he loaded his plate, and I don't think that, you know, 
we should be expecting, un unless he dedicated the majority of his time to well, finishing this album, right. I, I we should be expecting. I see where your head is. The the like the 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 growth that he is, you know, like from from because the internet to Redbone to This Is America is like a nice you know upward trend, right? And I don't. What I'm saying is like I think that upward trend is like gonna plateau. Plateau. And I mean. The one thing I have about your reading is it's good, but you've never factored in the idea that maybe all the labels he's on conflicting with all the people that he works with, conflicting with all the other shit, they were like, hey, you can't feasibly release this movie. Is he on multiple labels? Well, wait, he's, okay, he's signed to, F he signed to FX, but that means he has to deal legally with them on all his scheduling for all his releases. Because you don't think that when you're releasing shit, like, you can't just pick a random date and drop shit because you've got all the other people in the industry dropping shit all around the place. You have to basically buy your time for when you're releasing stuff. Now, he's on three major fucking... He has a deal with FX. He has a deal with... I don't know who his label is, but it's definitely like Sony or UMG or some bullshit like that. I think it is Sony. And at the same time, he has to deal with all the other shit he's doing in terms yeah. of like appearances, events... Fucking what else this nigga does. So it's like, I can see it as like, hey, with this label saying this, this network saying this, my personal life, my other shit, blah, 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 I can't actually release this movie until Coachella. Now, that's just my reading of it. And okay. I don't think you know that what? I'd take that. I would take that. But I don't know the And situation. I will say that but my take time, was, was hot and fueled by this Golden Road melon cart. But I don't disagree with you. I no, just think I that a lot of the times there's like label shit involved. I don't think, I think like Kawhi, when he released Kawhi, that was a nice little, oh man, this is tight, tight, like in mm -hmm. between the albums. This feels a little much. Mm -hmm. Like I feel like this was like the wrong time to do a feature link. Like, he should have done it. It's, and it's not even, it's weird length. It's 55 minutes, so it's, like, longer than a typical short and shorter than a typical feature. Um, it's not, I enjoyed it. I would watch it again just because of. Okay, the, that's an episode uh, of TV, though. No, it, it's not, I'm not saying it's not worth your time. It's definitely worth your time. Give it a, if you're a fan of Gambino, it's 100% worth your time. But, um, I, you know. Is this, like, his best work? No. 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 Um. I don't think he's trying to be as popular as he used to. I think before he was trying to make stuff that he liked, but I think that he just has been slowly going further and further left field, mm -hmm. you know what I mean? Also, where do you think he's headed? Then? A lot where, of people, where, do you, where do you see him? I think him? he's heading into like psychedelic new yeah, yeah, because You know what? He's NYU trying to impress people. Like, he's an artist at heart. Yeah. Like, he likes to make weird stuff. Think about where he started, dude. He started making dick Internet jokes. Internet videos, yeah. Remember, remember yeah, Frat Rape? Comedy. That shit was funny as hell. No, he that shit bro was. rape. That's what it was. Bro rape. That shit was really funny. Can you please take a moment and watch bro rape? I'm so serious. <laughs> Alright, let's do it. My take on this too. No, is no that, one. Ha um, they don't need to know. Childish Gambino wanted to please a lot of rappers at the beginning because he was like afraid that they thought he was just some weird comedian who was like trying to rap. Because I definitely remember that time period where bro, when he, like, when, he, when he finally released Camp, that was when people started respecting what it was. Yeah. You know what? The uh, the great Gambino. That was an album that Trevin showed me because mm -hmm. I like I knew his first mixtape and I knew Camp and all that stuff. But yeah. like, the like the Great Gambino is some gas. Like that first mixtape that Charles Gambino ever did, and Trevin thinks that that is like the greatest piece of rap music <laughs> that's ever been produced. <laughs> but I agree with like I don't agree with him on that, but I agree it's up there. Good, like yeah. I really like I heard that and it was like the first time hearing like Illmatic. Like you hear like that spit like New York State of Mind. 
Like that first track, you're like, whoa, wait a second. Yeah, like, right, yeah, yeah. cause it's fire. Like, you yeah. know. Wow. Not like, and I think the other thing about this Donald Glover Gambino, like this whole thing, like in a weird way, I, I think that he's trying to disassociate. Dude, he's like so fucking sad, bro. He is, bro. He is, like, he is literally. He not is. He had a kid bro. and told nobody about it. So? No, it's it's not even about that, bro. No, 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 no. <laughs> you gotta hear about the, the stories about kid. like Kawhi and shit and like how that was made. This nigga literally was like suicidal on a fucking beach in the middle. Like he went through like a fucking some some shit. I don't remember what it was. I read an interview. Um, it was it was right around the Kawhi drop the time Kawhi dropped and he was like, yeah, like. I kind of want to die. I want to kill myself on this island in a tropical resort, and it sucks. And he was just, like, explaining all this shit about how he was just disillusioned with the world of, like, acting, disillusioned with the world of fucking rap. And it was, like, I just remember it because it was the most poignant interview I've ever read, and I was, like, I didn't know this nigga was that sad. Like, he always was just, like, doing happy-ass shit and, like, making people laugh and, like, rapping about, like, corny but funny but yet dope shit. And then, like, just as everyone started to care about him, I was, like, oh. Yeah, that sucks. He uh, when he quit Community, mm-hmm. he left like a like a note in a hotel room, just like kind of like a. It sounded like a little manic panic attack note. It, it wasn't a suicide note, but it was like a like a like I hate myself. Like I'm sorry, Dan Harmon. Like I ruined everything. Like Dan Harmon's created a Community. Mm-hmm. Like I'm like just like doing all these things very self deprecating, and then. I, you know, I saw him right as, um, right as Because the Internet came out at, like, Mm -hmm. this, like, weird secret mansion party in L.A., and he just looked like he didn't give a fuck, you know? He was at this secret mansion party, and it looked like he was just going through the motions. He was super disheveled, super disengaged, and, well, like, not, not saying that his performance was bad. He was good. Like, he's killer live, but... His just his countenance and like the way he was just kind of looking off in the corner just looked like he was just not there. But um, then what about? But he was also do like dressed in the same thing every day at that time. Remember he would wear the like shirt with the ripped holes. His hair is always wearing that weird yeah. fucking hat. Yeah. Like yeah, it's when he did that freestyle that was so fire. Yeah, that's a great I'll sway in the morning. Oh, yeah. I want to play that shit so bad. Yo, yeah. dude, let's do it, please, please. Let's listen to it. Wait, I need to go to the bathroom before I do anything. And he looked something about his exactly like, rap. Yes, that's, that's so what he said at the end. Uh, what's it called? Uh, sway. Sway, 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 in the morning. Sway in the morning. There's so many like lit morning radio shows. You got the Breakfast Club. You got Sway in the morning. You got motherfucking Big Boy. You're like, you which one do you listen to? Like, yeah, I'll play one too. It's fine. I like don't the Rosenberg one too. I think the Rosenberg one is just nice. Yeah. Rosenberg crashed into that my whole fucking like, <laughs> freshman year. That was on replay, bro. What can I say? I love that shit. I'm gonna try and go in. Uh, um, uh, Mama 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 these niggas so scared, I'm killing it. These niggas so scared, I'm killing it. So serious, get around your niggas' money. Get around your niggas' money. Get around your niggas' money. Schooling these niggas got so many zeros, they think I'm a dummy. 
Unlike these other niggas, man, I'm really from Atlanta. These dark skin art student with light skin advantage. I'm ahead of my time online. Messiah who spits so much fire that you would goddamn lie if you saying hi. Numbers don't lie. Niggas do though when they say it ain't cold. Niggas need to learn cold, man. I'm sick with the python. Motherfucker, I'm ill. Born just to die, that's a human curse. The world in my words to the universe. I know they hate a nigga down and spin mad. Worst album, best song, how you spin that? The best part is that they love chance, but our fans right, are the same. You should on that read. Swing the morning. Right here on Shade 45. Swing the morning. Drake dead. Oh, yeah. And that's probably what, is that what he looked like at the party? Uh, he was wearing like a sh like a sleeveless shirt and like sweats with no shoes. Oh, okay. And he had like a beard and nappy hair. <laughs> yeah. Let him speak. I know I'm meek, but the mills lie to watch the throne. King's kill when the prince feels power. It's the real deal. Holy field, holy shit, holy grail, silver spoon, coon, young buffoon. Yeah, they know me well. I'm making moves, couldn't lose, doing Parker Lewis. Hot on my own, self-emulate, I could be a Buddhist. Hot on my own, check your tone, check your stance, homie. You don't even like me, you just trying to get my fans, homie. So nerdy, but the flow wordy. Brain freezing with the flow slurpy. Ice cold, but you know I burn cash like I had herpes. Not true, but I'm that dirty. Niggas quit being hot, man, cold turkey. While I'm out in Kauai, man, soul searching. And these niggas be afraid, and I'm so certain. Cause they don't know what to do when the world's working. A lot of people try and go and talk shit, but your girl stopped me on the street like it's stopping frisking. A bunch of deep dots want to talk a lot of shit, but that's cool because in the real world, they really don't exist. It's all because the internet. Chance made millions, Hyme made millions, Dan made millions, Kendrick made millions. I would too if I wasn't in my feelings. You know, because like the people say money's not everything, but money, if you need money to do what you want to do, like money is power, honesty is power, truth is power. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's just like, that's what I'm saying. That's but at the same time, if you tell you, like, you know, there ain't nothing more important than the moolah. We ain't really eating, boy, you gotta get your food up. We so steady eating, baby, you already know that. The way I'm dropping new shit, I'm sitting on the toilet. Every night I told that moment, but we don't take pictures. When you're rich, you just see it again. The only thing they really worry about is me in the pen. Throw some shit on Instagram, I'm just being honest. They tried to give your boy pills like I'm being violent. They tried to give your boy pills just to keep him silent. Keep telling people the truth, you could be iconic. They tried to give your boy pills like you're scaring us. Try to stay inside, I don't really like appearances. I try to stay inside, but they still got something to say. Are you still on the show? Are you dating Janae? It's deeper than that. Calico inside the handbag, I'm keeping the cat. I got some niggas in reserve like I'm deep in the rack, and I'm deep in the rap, and it's deeper than rap. This is deeper than rap. Deeper than rap, bro. Yo, let the beat play into that cake part. Bro. Like that, bro. <laughs> 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 this nigga went in here. Bro, I still can't believe, like, it, how, like, it really couldn't even be planned to go out of rapping and, like, falling back into it. Yeah. So I was thinking, you can't count out the bars and, like, figure it out and then have Sway say, work, work, right at the right place. <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. Like, that That's was wild. fire. I need to get my bars up. Uh, I think I like to do that. I need to get my bars up. Like, damn, I gotta start. I the only three, I would say, the only three black people that have been able to exhibit that level of creativity that high and do it like where they're in the pantheon Virgil, Donald, okay, Virgil, Donald, and Kanye. And, and I don't know what the fuck you're saying about mm, on Virgil. Like, we are not going to, like, slander Virgil. Virgil is just as important as Donald, but mm. in the fashion and music game. Like, we are not going to, like, sit here and act like Virgil was not that. We will not sit here and do that. 
I refuse to sit in this chair and There's let so you many I just want to say that Virgil Abloh is overrated. No, he's not. He is a true genius. I just want to say he that is he's a very, not. No, no. That, <laughs> that, that he worked with Kanye and got some lucky breaks. No, no. I really, th- I know. I really, he really is somebody who's like insightful. I think he's insightful he's, he, in branding. No, I think. But that, I think that the shit he does is. I, I, I think that what he is doing is like what Childish Gambino is doing, but with design and arts and like visual culture. I really think so. You know what? I definitely. I'll, just say, I'll take a step back because I'm not informed enough about Virgil Abloh. Like, like, Vir, like, 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 seriously, like Virgil. Because here's the thing, Virgil. You could say he's overrated because all he uses is Helvetica new and some quotes. Like, yeah. I can read. I can read what Virgil does. Offline has been typecast, but Virgil is not overrated. Exactly, but Virgil himself, the why of why that happened, where it comes from, and these little simple elements, like how smart it was to use Helvetica instead of these other fonts. Why it was smart to use those tin shoes instead of doing a foam posit, instead of doing a Janowski's a part of that tin. Like, the little things that he does and why he understands, like, the way that the human mind creates things. It's like, we're never going beyond... 3% 3% creativity. We need to have ready-mades because the mind cannot facilitate being creative for conception. But we can add things to that, and that's where I shine. Him knowing that as a creator, that you cannot be a genius and not know that little thing and that percentage. Like, I, I refuse to believe that, like... And, like, the way that he talks about his process, it's very simple. It's very, very simple, but it is very hard to make simple that extravagant. And that's why I think that he is genius. Like, the extravagance of it all. Like, Childish Gambino and, like, Donald Glover, the exhibition of that, like, Kendrick is a better rapper. We could say that, you know, certain, mm. like, a, mm. Kendrick is a better rapper. Kendrick is one billion percent, percent a better rapper than Childish Gambino. We're not going to sit here and say that K-Dot's not a better rapper. We're not going to be here at all. Not only is Kendrick a better rapper than Gambino, Kendrick's probably, like, the best rapper all right, I yeah, just want to say, yeah. I just said it's yeah. debatable. I just said it's debatable. Well, let's debate, oh, let's, debate. Let's, debate. let's debate. Let's debate. Let's debate, bro. I mean, As a musician, maybe musical artist, I, you could put him up there like that, but purely rapper? Mm-hmm. Nah, You're he's not, not in that Kendrick. category. You, you can't, I'm sorry, like that, even that, okay, but so many other yeah, All right, it depends what you mean by rapper, you know what I'm saying? Like, like purely like straight up bars, well, yeah, rappers. bars. We're talking about, okay. Art like, statement, has it bars, melody. Art right, who do you think is a better rapper? To Pimp a Butterfly is... He won a Pulitzer, bro! Eminem's a better, uh... Who's a better rapper? A better lyricist. Who's a better rapper? Kendrick Kendrick Lamar. No, I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I disagree with that. I, okay, I fully disagree with that. Eminem is insane. I think they're they're on the same level in different respects. And I, I think here's the thing. Eminem, I mean, Eminem he is my Mount Rushmore. He does have a point. But about, yeah. about talking about rapping and talking about literally just making things rhyme so hard without feeling like you're even rapping, Eminem is the king of that. Like, I'm just thinking, there's one line that always just, fucking gets me with this song where he talks about, like, I think it's called Criminal, right? Criminal. Like, I'm a criminal. Like, he talks about going and robbing a bank and like killing people and shit mm-hmm. and you, this one the moment when he's running out of the bank uh, um, like pretty much like uh, someone sees him he's like I, uh, if anybody identifies the eyewitness a high for five minutes come back shoot the eyewitness this is the line that really gets me fire at the private eye hired to pry in my business Die, bitches, is the next line. Yeah. <laughs> 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 
Eminem is like probably like but the best rhymer, rapper, like, rhymer of all time. But like overall, just like if you look at the whole, even though Eminem did you know technically sell more units, it's probably the most but successful rapper. Count. I think it's a different time period. It's a different time period. Eminem sounds date is can date easier than I think Kendrick's sound can. I think Kendrick has a lot more of a timeless sound than oh, okay. than Eminem. And what I when and now I feel like between Eminem and Kendrick is different between Kendrick and Gambino. Because as much as I love Donald Glover, musically he's never made it to Pimp a Butterfly. No, he hasn't. Uh, he and, 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 and let me well, say, you know, let me tell you why. He made it to Good Kid, Mad City. Pimp a Butterfly. Because I think it was because of the internet he made it to like Good Kid, Mad City. Like, so Pimp a Butterfly definitely. carries the culture of hip hop as like a story on a level that like people were not ready. The for. only album, was really the only album like, oh that God. does that for the decade is Black Messiah. Yes, that was literally the same. Black Messiah and Pimp a Butterfly mm-hmm. on the same level, but. Those things are literally like that's like a time capsule for like an entire culture. It's just like that. Like I will never forget where that. I was. I had to listen to it twice. Like it literally ended, and I was like, I did not know what I just listened to. to it was not real. Yeah. I, have, I haven't done that for a lot. I've albums. never heard a rap album or just like a music album like it. It's really it's like a weird jazz psycho play. The only other album I think I've yeah, done it's that like for Othello, but that like, you rap over. Rapping, yeah. yeah. I could like the only but, other album I couldn't it, believe it, I heard was Currents by Tame Impala. It's I just, just like, I think what's real. so cool about that album. I'm gonna gush about that album for a sec because that really is probably like, in my opinion, it's the best rap album of the decade. It is just because like the dude literally has a poem that, like, it, he'll say a line of the poem and then that's about the next song in the album. But as the as the poem unfolds, it's like a bigger story and like each new line is a new song. But the song plays into the story about to pimp a butterfly like. Grow like being a caterpillar in the hood and like growing and becoming a butterfly, but like not forgetting your roots and like spreading the culture back. Like just sort of talking about his growth as mm-hmm. like coming from Compton, growing and becoming successful, but then having to come back and reconcile that success into giving back to the community and you know, like you said, rectifying the culture, carrying it on his back, mm-hmm. and just at the end it being an entire poem that he read to Tupac and he spliced it with interviews of Tupac that doesn't sound like weird or jumpy or out of place. He made that work. Like yeah. what the fuck? He did make that what work. What the fuck did he do? That's incredible. And, like, the, and that's like, the thing, it's like what the reason why I was so like, oh my God about Spin Butterfly, there was moments in there where it's just like, hmm, I'm a black person. I don't understand this part of my culture. I need yeah. to go find and, it. And and to like, your point I, I, I had to go figure to it out. To your M M&M you know? line, like that 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 line I don't have a specific line from it, but for sale, or is it for free? For free. Oh, free? Yeah, that one. Free, free. That one. That fucking, like, just entire song. song that, that's that, my favorite song. That's poetry. That's my favorite Yes, that, that is a poem, not a song, in my opinion. Uh, that is dude, poetry. That makes more jazz. Listen. I'm going to go listen to that right now. It feels like jazz. Anyways, okay. Oh, so, we, 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 we covered a lot of bases. We're a little music, off script. No, whoa, 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 whoa. I think it's, we're just starting, we're already on L of the Week territory. It's been... It's, How long is it? What's the time? It's been 1.5. According to my calculations, according to my calculations, it's L of the week. The All right, Nelson. So this is where we at. It's been an hour and seventeen we, minutes. We talk. It's hour and seventeen. We got one. But no, no, that that cuts into an hour. According to my Google calendar. All right. So the L of the week, we basically talk about our L of the week. We have one L that sticks out, and we kind of just lay it out on air, air it out. Um. I I know mine. Lead us in. Tell us what's oh, your okay. L of the week, bro. I mean, this one was just like, you know, okay, you know how you have those moments of confidence and those moments of not confidence. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, pretty much like I've been like 
trying to make it like at least one beat a day or just something a day, you know? Mm-hmm. And so I've been making a couple and I made one that I was like, wow, this shit's hard. Like, like basically a SoundCloud rapper type shit would like fucking fuck with this so heavy, yeah. blah, blah. I go and I make the beat and then I go and I found this new I, theoretical way of mixing, which worked super well. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you about it later. Um, did that. Then I was on the phone with my boy Trey Jesse. He's one of the people that I started yeah, yeah, doing yeah. music with, right? How is he, man? He's chilling. He's in Atlanta. Yeah. And he's just been more on that kind of lit vibe, which is why I thought, oh, this beat, he might like it. You know, but I called him just to say what's up. Then we were talking, and then he said that he pretty much that he paid whatever amount of money for this beat. And I said, oh, I can make you a better one for cheaper, right? And I'm like, let me send you this. And then I sent it to him, and he, sent it, he called me back. And then he was like, yeah, I mean, it was okay. Like, and I was just like, okay. All right, uh, <laughs> and that was my L of the week. Uh, <laughs> I'm sorry, bro. Yeah, but it's okay. That happens, you know. Yeah, but it's true because you had a valid point. I could have done more with the high end. The whole point was the bass, but that's anyway. Hey, it takes time. It takes yeah. time. It's mixing. It's, there's another day. Another day. Another beat. <laughs> <laughs> that's what it is, bro. The tight beat, beat. The tight beat, beat. Yeah. You get lost in tight beats, bro. So I get lost in tight beats all the time. Oh, yeah. like, I'm making something tight beat, and I'm like, dude, like I'm not doing me. I'm just making tight beats right now. Yeah. But, um, yeah. I guess my L of the week was not really that much of an L. I just had a really fucking tiring weekend. Just a lot of shit to do. And Tell I usually try to take at least a day in the weekend to chill, but like every hour of my week was fucking taken apart. Now, this isn't really an L, but it kind of is. So I went out with my boy Constant. And we were supposed to go play billiards. Now, if you live in Koreatown, there's some incredible things to go do over there. And this billiards hall was like on the second floor of one of those strip malls. I know this. And it was just like blowing air and niggas was smoking cigarettes inside. Wow, that's oh, that's and, and it was just like, and it was just like, <laughs> bah, bah, bah. and everyone was playing billiards and everyone was Korean. And I was like, okay, this is a cool vibe. I'm really tired. I'm going to do this for like an hour and a half. Then I'm going to go home. Then Constant was like, all right, bet we're meeting my friend over here at this Korean spot. And this dude is, so he's a he's a Filipino dude. His name's Keith. He's really interesting. But he knows all the lit shit to do as far as Little Tokyo. From what I've, like, experienced just from, like, going there with different people. And he was like, oh, you go to these spots because these people will serve you more. Like, these people know this and this. So all in all, it was a really great night. Um, but, yeah, this, this shit costs so much money, bro. It cost a fuck ton of money. It sounds like dinner alone was like fifty bucks, and we didn't even really have food because it was a gastro pub. (laughs) You know what I'm saying? And then we had to pay for one of them big millennial. We got a lot of deals on soju. They gave us free soju, which was lit. But then, but then you still had to pay for soju. And so I woke up that morning and I was like, "Eh, that was irresponsible. I feel kind of shitty, but at the same time, it was lit. I just wish I didn't spend as much money. I feel that fuck. Oh, well, my L of the week, um, so I had to go to the DMV, which is the L of the oh, week that's in itself. Sorry. <laughs> <It's an L. laughs> and this isn't even that long of a story. It's an L of the week is nobody but my own fault. But, um, and so basically I, I needed to get my license renewed and, um, so in order to renew it, I need to have a proof of address. Or like in order to like renew it with my address, I need to have yeah, a proof like, of address. Like, like a light bill. It's or you know all the addresses under you or you, and 
didn't have anything to have a proof of address uh, for in that thing. Do you have so. any any mail coming to you from like anything official? No, I, I mean I'm gonna get it taken care of. But basically, like I, my girlfriend and I, we decided there were many reasons why we headed down. There was a photo shoot opportunity down there in Laguna, but like we decided to make a day by going to the Laguna DMV, which actually, relative to other LA DMVs, probably you could guess is better. But still the DMV. It's not not yeah, the, the DMV. DMV. The DMV is yeah, always no matter the DMV. Where you live, the DMV is gonna suck, bro. And Except for the DC metro area that's called the DMV, which is lit as hell. Shout out to my DMV folks. Okay. Hey, keep going, keep going. <laughs> oh, <laughs> really? <laughs> they can really work with the side three area like, cold. Sorry. Sorry. <laughs> we, we decided to make a day out of it and just like we get there. I mean, she had her proof of shit all ready to go, like like she was supposed to, and me. Nope. <laughs> I didn't do the research. I was so like, we're going to go to the DMV today. <laughs> hey, man. No, I didn't go. I just, I'm going to have to renew it later. That shit happened. Oh, that shit hurt. It's, it's all you good. Know, I, honestly, sorry, yeah, bro. paperwork and shit is a bitch, but like, you have to like... Honestly, though, it, it wouldn't be smart to do it off of this address. You yeah, I'm, you should wait. I'm going to wait. I should have said, you might want to edit that. Uh, well, they don't know. They, they don't, don't know. know. They don't know. They don't know. know. They don't 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 but it was kind of, it wasn't good, it was bad. But like, so, it's always just all at once. The Santa Ana winds are coming through. Oh, yeah. All right. Allergies. Right. Ooh. So it means allergies are bad. Whether you take allergy medicine or not, you, 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 you fuck, you're done for. Yeah. So, yeah. I had pulled an all-nighter to get some extra work done. Because, like, I was drowning in it. And I still didn't get anywhere as further. I actually set myself back farther. So I basically could have pulled, not pulled the all-nighter and actually probably done better just wow. going through the week. So that was an L of itself. Mm-hmm. So I pulled this all-nighter. Mm-hmm. and do my thing, right? I wake up in the morning. And I get a call. So unfortunately, my grandfather and my dad's side had passed away. Oh, it's not a big L for me because I wasn't close with this grandfather. It's more of an L just like, damn, my dad and his residuals from that. So that was like a really like tough thing to deal with in the weekend. But because of the lack of sleep and this uh, Santa Ana winds, I end up getting sick. So, you know, I wake up in the morning, you know, I'm having a good day. I'm like, you know, I'm Mr. Sniffles. I'm like, all right, Santa Ana winds, it's fine. You know, and then after the call, I'm like, all right, it's kind of some sad shit. I'm like, all right, these sniffles went longer than, actually, my throat kind of hurt, you know, about, so I end up missing, like, a day of work or whatever, right? Mm-hmm. I get through all this stuff. I make it through a flawless week. I'm like, you know what? Let's start on Monday. Let's go ahead and get this done. So we get to today. This is where this L culminates into, like, I had to just throw away everything. So I finally wake up in the morning. I start anew. I'm like, you know what? I'm walking my towel. Let me go ahead and go use the bathroom. Right. Mm-hmm. It's in the morning, you know. We in the production factory, you know. We got we got some things going. <laughs> so I decided to you know go ahead and sit down. But I'm like, oh whatever. I sit down. As I take my towel off, part of it falls in the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> so I had to throw away this towel. Even if I could wash this, I know what this toilet has gone through. So I gotta throw away this. Towel. <laughs> so I wrap my shit back. <laughs> get a new towel. <laughs> So just this entire week, in the past like four days since Thursday, grandpa like Santa Ana wins, grandpa dies, gets sick, recovers. I think the towel. And then the towel. Yeah. <laughs> the towel just came out of nowhere. 
So yeah, I just would be like a big L of the week. Like my weekend as a whole was an L. So that's my shit. That's my shit. Wow, bro. <laughs> uh, I only got like also pay attention stuff. in the morning when you taking on that towel. Make sure you <laughs> just be dressed. No, I was going to take a shower, right? <laughs> I was like, oh yeah, like you know, I'll do my thing. I, I get in the shower. I, I, you know, see, I see. I see. I see. Okay. Um, I guess mine. My L was kind of like. Uh, I guess I'm gonna do the grandiose L, the big one. That's just like it's just kind of a metaphysical kind of like. Oh, fucking shit. like deep one right so like lately i've been like hella hard on like my ig game i've been sitting here kind of like really digging deep like leveling up on like the self-development shit and like finding yoga too yeah oh fuck yeah that yoga hurt it yeah i was actually <laughs> really shocked at how much yoga I actually pulled that was an l in itself i'm gonna say this real quick l so yeah, your nigga, your nigga woke up one morning and was like, "Oh, this girl told me this app called Down Dog. Tight. Like I'm down for that dog." So I fucking downloaded the app. You know, I'm like, "Oh, it's Sunday morning. Like I feel like I'm a, you know, I'm gonna do a little bit of yoga stretching. Roll out the yoga mat, sit down. You know, light a little bit of incense here and there. My room's feeling real nice now. Sit down. I'm like doing the stretches, right? I'm like, cool, cool. Whole day goes by. I'm feeling great, and like. We're streaming Coachella, like, on the big TV in the front. Uh-huh. So I see, like, my little niece. I see where you at. Yeah. And, like, I'm hearing, like, Zed's little lineup. And I'm like, whoa, Zed's going hard. Like, what the hell? Like, this ain't the Zed I'm used to. So he's playing. I'm like, oh, my I think the little like one. And I start jumping with it, right? And all of a sudden, I hear, I'm like, oh, not me? I'm like, my back. I'm like, what's my back hurting like this? I was like, and I was like, oh, oh. My shit was hurted, bro. And the fucking, like, yoga really, like, Fucked me Man, up. So did you win? It did you? Uh, yeah, but I guess I'm fine right now, so it's not too bad of an L. <laughs> I, I recovered like over one night. Um, but anyways, the big grandiose L was like I was spending a lot of time. I don't know if you can call it an L or a W. It's like I spent a lot of time doing a lot of soul searching, kind of like figuring out and just like realigning my life and whatnot. And I'm like, yo, like in terms of the skill of my career, like my nigga, I haven't been practicing that in a long time, like. I haven't really developing small projects where I'm like, like I have all these little projects that I can create, mm-hmm. but they don't align on like, what's the main breadwinner? Like, where am I going to on a nine to five basis? And like, how can I alleviate that team that I'm working with? And I'm not building things on the side that helps out with that knowledge, more or less a whole bunch of other things, mm-hmm. which are good things at the same time. Sense, but yeah. do I have the intention to bring that to be something where it's like, oh, bring in, uh, well, it's not bringing the money, but it's like, it's not benefiting me uh, currently in the now. And it's a very interesting, like, kind of like swinging kind of thing, right? It's like, I do this one thing, you know, I can learn about, I can read about product design, do a whole bunch of things in design. I love design. And then it's like, I swing the other way and it's like, oh shit, like, look into this book about like stoicism and like, oh yeah, religion is just a construct. And like, what if we had this, this and that? And it's like, wow, I'm learning all these fucking things. This is awesome. And you learn about how to like categorize your life and mm-hmm. build all these things. Mm-hmm. And it's like, it's like, this shit is interesting, but then this shit is interesting. And it's like, kind of, you a, feel like kind of caught between the two. Like, yeah. Oh, but shit. I know, I know what it's like. Well, it's a very, it's a slower growth process, right? It's like with doing those two, one, the both are going to kind of grow a little bit slower instead of me. Like, like I've been there just like going all in on one thing. And then all of a sudden you're just like, and you have all this result in this yeah, one area. I feel you. Like, finding balance is something super different. Right. You know and I'm it's saying? like, I guess right now, you can kind of call it an L. I mean, it's not really a bad problem. It's a good problem to find out, right? Um, 
but it's like finding the way to like structure my life like i found that maybe if i do these things in terms of quarters and 90 days it's like oh if i'm doing 90 day sprints of this one thing then i break it off and do 90 day sprints of this other thing that might be the solution i need uh, oh, i like uh, that idea yeah it's a very Sprint. interesting okay. business one yeah yeah so like hmm. i guess my l at the same time it's like i went out friday and like got stupid high and like fucking like went to the club but then like otherwise Oh, you really meant metaphysical when you said that yeah. shit, bro. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah. My man said third eye chakra be like. Yeah, yeah, I've been doing a lot of that. Um, we're going to develop that shine going, bro. Bro, oh, shit. God. But anyways, Nick. All right, man. I mean, hey, listen. It's been one of them uh, topsy-turvy episodes, but hey, we had topsy-turvy ass show. Hey, you all learned uh, a lot of history guess. today. Yeah, 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 we, we had, had a guess, great bro. guest, man. Nelson, Woo! thank you yeah, for coming yeah, on. Thank thank you, so right, you need My to pleasure. come back on again because you provide the right kind of fucking discord yeah, that we need to break up our fucking bubble of self-righteous bullshit. So, uh, <laughs> yeah, like, with, with that, man. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> all right, y'all. Uh, have a good night. Uh, be safe. Don't burn down cathedrals. Uh, hey, good night. <laughs>